Christians are to look for the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're encouraged to look forward to the future, living with a sense of Jesus' any-moment return. One of the ways we look forward is to consider the hundreds of unfulfilled Bible prophecies. We can expect the world to be moving in the direction predicted for these end times. And so we reserve a few minutes Sunday morning to suggest news or trends in the world that would be predicted by these prophecies. To avoid sensationalism, we're careful to use recognized as reliable as possible sources of the news. uh, We don't want to be accused of sensationalism. And we're never saying the things we report on are the absolute fulfillment of these prophecies. They could be in the future, uh, but it's just pointing in the direction that God's word says we will go. Futurists like ourselves see the biblical prediction of a global government, sometimes called the one world government. It will necessitate a cashless socioeconomic system. That system will be accessed by some sort of personal identifier, an implanted chip, a palm scan, facial recognition, or some other technology that either exists today or yet to be discovered. In the exact middle of the Great Tribulation, the world leader we commonly call the Antichrist, he's going to demand that people the world over swear allegiance to him and worship him. This decision uh, is the acceptance of what is called the mark of the beast. Now, the participation in the system of commerce itself is not the mark of the beast. But when he says, hey, from now on, if you want to participate, you have to worship me, then those who say yes take on what we call the mark of the beast. In Revelation, we read that no one will buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Citizens will be penalized if their beliefs and behaviors are in any way contrary to the mandates of those in power. Do you use PayPal? Probably do, or at least you know somebody who does. Over 426 million individual uses were recorded in 2021. It's therefore quite concerning that a recent article had this tagline. In 1998, the payment app was created to empower individuals Today, it's a cornerstone of our emerging social credit system. I'm going to read some excerpts from what is a really long article. Uh, I picked out the ones that make the most sense for us. One by one, they go to start their business day only to find a baffling message from their payment app informing them you can no longer do business with PayPal. There is little or no explanation. They have somehow offended the sensibilities of someone somewhere deep inside the PayPal bureaucracy. They are simply told via an email from Risk and Compliance Department that after an internal review, we decided to permanently limit your account as there was a change in your business model or your business model was considered risky. Uh, What they mean by that is that you are saying things uh, on your website or in your business that they don't like. Uh, It's a kind of one of those misinformation things. So when PayPal says what you're saying is misinformation, then they start locking your account. In case there's any doubt, the email adds, you won't be able to conduct any further business using PayPal. Then toward the bottom, it says, if you have funds in your PayPal balance, we'll hold them for up to 180 days. Uh, One of PayPal's original founders, Peter Thiel, said, if the online forms of your money are frozen, That's destroying people economically, limiting their ability to exercise political voice. 
There's something about destroying people economically that seems like a totalitarian thing. Uh, and so a few, I think a while back we reported that PayPal uh, got caught saying they were going to do this, and then they backpedaled and said, no, we're really not going to do that. Now they're saying, yeah, actually we are going to do that uh, because we can. The article mentions social credit several times. Uh, this authoritarian social credit system developed in China is now being implemented in the West, except instead of ideological compliance being enforced by the Communist Party, it's being enforced by a woke capitalist corporation. The social credit system, which was not a formal system or network, but a loosely fitted together constellation of influential brands and organizations and institutions, punishes those who do not hew to the official party line and rewards those who clap the loudest. The way these social credit systems work, they don't happen overnight, they happen drip by drip. A Newsweek article about PayPal said, do Americans wish to live in a world where dissenters from prevailing elite orthodoxy face discrimination in every public domain? The recent fracas over PayPal's user policy raises the specter of such a dystopia, a debanked future driven by a de facto social credit scoring that is quickly becoming our present. The payment processing company is one of the largest non-bank lenders in the world with $75 billion in assets. They recently modified their user agreement threatening to fine those who use PayPal for activities that involve sending, posting, or publication of any messages, content, or materials that in PayPal's sole discretion promote misinformation up to $2,500 per violation. So they're planning on holding money and fining uh, anything that, they, that you say that they disagree with. Uh, and I've mentioned many times before, and you know this is true, any, any church that is teaching from the Bible verse by verse is spreading what the secular world would consider misinformation about things like marriage and family and those kinds of things. And so this is a very interesting time in which we live. Social credit is an innocuous way of describing a change in the entire global commerce system. It sounds like just what is predicted in the Bible concerning the Great Tribulation. We are, I think, witnessing the stage setting for the seven-year Great Tribulation that is described in the last book of the Bible. As I remind you each week, because it's important, we won't be here on earth for the Great Tribulation. Now, how long we're going to be here and how much we'll see of this kind of movement towards one world government and socioeconomic change, I can't say. Uh, we do believe that the Lord could come at any moment. We, he'll come at any moment and it'll be before the Great Tribulation, which is that time of God pouring out his wrath on the earth. He's going to come and resurrect the dead in Christ and raise living believers in their glorified bodies. And that is what we call the rapture of the church. Are you ready for the rapture? If not, get ready, stay ready, and keep looking up because ready or not, Jesus is coming.